I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself, kid, play the system The US government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid On the same soil that my grandfather's was walking Know your history Tatsa Pine Lautiwa Welcome, friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices. And that's facts. And that's true. And that's facts. Let's go get them. Here we are at another episode. I'm actually really excited. I was eager to sit down and chop it up because I feel like last time it's like we both had things going on <laughs> and we can finally just get down to what's going on and just talk. Yeah. Well, you're at your home base. And I am. I'm at mine. Yes. <laughs> I just realized <laughs> you heard the shock in my voice. <laughs> yes, yes. I think that's probably why it feels a little bit more natural and cozy and right? you know, <laughs> like we got control of things. Yeah, I was I was just looking at you and your background and I was like, "Oh, dope. You're home. You're like in your space. You're this and that." And I'm like, "Oh, I guess I am too technically." Yo, we're back. Uh, Episode 79, or let's see, for those who are reading the titles on our (laughs) podcast episodes. Yes, yes. 79. Wow. Here we are. Yeah. Although I feel like we normally it's like, wow, we're this far. Didn't feel like this far. But now I feel like, OK, I feel like we're a lot further than we are. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it, it <laughs> does. In a good way. In a good way, of course. You know, what's wild, though, is that our two year anniversary is only a few weeks away. I know. I was going to say I was just I think. No, aren't we Pat? Oh, no. From our official from our um, official drop. First episode. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because I was thinking about that too. And I was like, wait, this is April. So when we first really started talking about the show and what we mm-hmm. wanted to do, wasn't we didn't even know if it was a show. And then finally mm-hmm. we made up our minds. And a few months from now, we <laughs> released our first episode. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the quick origin story, Quantum Theory. Yeah, uh, Michaela and I uh, got together. We were kicking it as a group of homies had a phone out, recorded, and then it followed up with some Zoom meetings. And now these Zoom meetings have persisted and turned into this beautiful recording routine that oh, now we get to share with all of y'all. Zoom, zoom, and a boom, boom. Hey, just shake your For real, that really is our show. All it really is is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how yeah. it goes but yeah it's, i'm super grateful we're almost at our two-year mark mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. know we've been coasting and yeah. it's been a great time a really really fun time and thank you to everyone who's still listening For real. <laughs> i just checked the app right now june 4th is the day that we released episode Knox one mental health dang it was mental health wasn't it because we started off we're like all right you know the rest of our episodes aren't going to be this heavy but you know here's an introduction and what's funny is because we've been talking you know we were talking all before that first episode and we had so much so many different recordings and things like that and then we just happened to do mental health and it just happened to be the first episode um but but it was a good one and i'm glad we chose the route 
that we all the routes that we have taken so far in every conversation I don't necessarily regret any of them um, right. but but yeah I think we started off strong and I think by doing mental health as our first episode I think that kind of gave people insight as to the vulnerability that they can have and that we already have with mm-hmm. the show so mm-hmm. shout out to almost two years right yeah our our gemini podcast our little june baby mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know i love that season gemini season's always where i'm about uh the flex and about uh, ooh about everything else uh, I will say that I actually listened to our first episode like two and a half weeks ago so when I was traveling in central Washington and I was doing those according to Coyote shows at the different schools mm-hmm. uh, one of the schools it was like an hour and 20 minutes away from my hotel so I was like well I want to listen to something Yeah. Uh, so I scrolled back in the archives and I listened to that first episode to be like even just kind of a check self in or a self check in, not a check yeah. self in, ew, girl. <laughs> <laughs> a self check in. And then it, it was really cool actually listening to the super raw and new organic nature of our conversations. Mm-hmm. And then especially how we did the literal deep dive right off the top, being like, all right, mental health. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which is such an umbrella term and it can go so many places yeah it was cool hearing the places that it did go yeah I agree yeah you talked about your one book uh, Everything is Figure Outable I want to say oh I did yeah. I still, that's such a good book I mean well I listened to the audio book cause it, but it, okay, okay. it was still a good book just because even now it's like it's still a term that I use like with people I'm like don't worry about it everything is figure outable and it kind of mm-hmm. just it's trained my mind to be like hey you know life is you know life can be overwhelming but life is still life at the same time and you have to live it and regardless of the situation yeah. you're confident in yourself you're gonna figure it out so everything's figure outable like don't worry about it you'll come to the right decision. And so, yeah, if y'all haven't read that book yet or listened to it, I suggest that you do. It's a good one. Yeah, it was that one for you. And for me, it was The Achievement Habit. Uh, Yeah, we were just talking about how, like, yeah, those books kind of, like, put into practice our own guided self-care and practice or, like, journey into everything that is, quote-unquote mental health because yeah again mental health is such a big like umbrella term there's so much Mm -hmm. that can get discussed in there Uh, yeah yeah anyways i'm like you might hear me in the back i'm kind of rifling through papers because now i'm curious about something i'm (laughs) i'm doing actual research as we're recording uh I don't know if I'll get there. (laughs) For real. Now that now that it's like up, I'm like I'm curious about one other thing. But anyways, we'll get there. How are you though? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm just now getting settled back back into you know the flow of things. I was in North Carolina for the last week and a half. Really, I had a vacation with the fam. on the lake and then we went to my grandfather's house he has a house in mebbit north carolina middle of nowhere north carolina i wouldn't say that but it's, i would it's love cl- that name it, i wouldn't yeah it sounds like i guess it's in the middle of nowhere it's not necessarily in the middle of nowhere at all because it's really close to like unc and duke um obviously north carolina oh. a&t my dad's okay. Alma Mater. Um, so it's in there, but it's just a little, little random small town. Um, and so we went to go fix up and clean up some things um, in his house. 
Um, so yeah, so that we were there for a couple of days. I went to, from there, I came home. Um, okay. But we went to go get some work done after the family trip. So it was just a long, <laughs> long trip and um, it was worth it. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. I feel like there's something else, but maybe not. Did you do, well, because you went out on the lake too, right? Like last yeah, yeah. year, like your so family trip? It's the same. It was the same place. We go every year. And okay. so this is like my third year going. And so, yeah, we did the lake. Then we went to Mebane and then now I'm back and um, just kind of getting in the role of things. Oh, that's probably what I'm thinking of. My dad stayed with me for like um, a couple days. And then, and then, yeah, that was it. I don't know why. I feel like my mind's all over the place. It's the middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm answering emails and doing this, that, and the third, but then also just getting back from a trip. My mind scrambled. So it hasn't necessarily calmed down just yet. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, so today I've just been really catching up. Same thing with yesterday. Um, whenever you go on a trip or, you know, you take a long amount of period time off, whether that is family or friends or whatever, I feel like it's always a good idea to take a day to just recoup, like allow your body to adjust before jumping right back in, which I don't do very often. So I didn't do that this time. Um, yesterday I kind of just got back into work of the flow of things. And today it's the same thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of really what's going on with me is just getting back into the flow of work and preparing for summer as well, because I'm excited about it, but you know, I'm nervous about it at the same time because we have two big events coming up, um, that we're hosting on behalf of indigenous creatives. Um, so that's always madness, but otherwise I'm just excited and I'm ready to kind of, I'm, I'm trying to do this balance and book things to okay. where it's like, okay, yes, I'm booked for work, but I'm also bur- booked for fun. So I'm okay. trying to get things ahead yes. of time to where I'm like, okay, you already got your tickets. You're going. Like, yes. So, you know, you have no choice now. You're not going to waste your money. So, cause you're not <laughs> that person. So, um, I'm looking forward to summer. It seems like it's going to be a busy one, um, in all the right ways. So just looking forward to what's coming up, but also trying to brace myself at the same time. <laughs> the brace myself is so for real, especially yes. being booked for the fun. Again, we've talked about it before, like the summertime, like you have your plot points every few weeks. Mm-hmm. It's this. And so then like those plot points, they they give you a nice little roadmap that you cruise through summer really quick. Yes. So then it's like I, I so when you said that, even for me, I'm like, OK, I have my fun plotted out, too. So it's like, ooh, girl, like. You got to make sure that you're taking care of business, though, like in between this or like to to maintain, to sustain and all of this. So it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. make sure the work is getting done in there, too. I feel like I jumped into summer a little too, too quick. (laughs) (laughs) I already knew that was coming because Kevin has been on this gram sharing these things on his stories. Like summer's going to be litty like a titty. Like it's going (laughs) off. It's going down. You know, I'm going to shake that ass for a little cat. I've literally had to like talk myself back. I'm like, Helen, calm down. We are still in May. Yeah, this started probably like what last couple weeks in April. I was already ready. I was like, I got my summer playlist ready. I got my summer outfits. I like, outside. I'm like, it's cold. Like, what, what are you talking about? How do you have all this planned out already? It's because I'm hella juiced. That's the thing. Is like, I know these things are coming. 
Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, like I I, I want to feel good. I want to I want to maximize on all of it. However, I do kind of laugh at myself because even my I caught myself. I was like, wait, I think I jumped in this to a, a little too early. Like I still got to mm-hmm. do some like housekeeping stuff. I still got to take care of some business before we get there. Yeah, I'm already physically or like physically. I'm already mentally in these places. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm already at these summer events. I'm already with my people. I already hear the Bluetooth speaker going in the background. <laughs> you know, I feel the sun on my skin already mentally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I just got to take care of some of the stuff on on the back end, I guess on the fore end uh, <laughs> so that on the back end, I can have some fun with my back end. Ew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I feel you on that. And then especially like how wild everything has been going like with work, you know, work and travel and these different events. It kind of helps you fall into that because I've already been traveling like crazy. You've already been traveling. Mm-hmm. And even like today, like I travel today. I'm down and back to Lapway today. Tomorrow I go to Seattle. I'll be in Seattle for like the next nine days. Mm-hmm. I get back and then I have probably like a week here and then another week back in Seattle. It's just like all this craziness, just like yeah. good stuff, you know, yeah, exactly. booked for booked for jobs, booked for gigs, getting to go to events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the exact same time, it's like, oh, where do I find my balance in it all? Yeah. Um, so the last three days I've been sleeping in because I know for the next oh, 12 good. days I won't be able to do set, do that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I got back from Alaska, I had a 5 a.m. flight. I got back here at like 10 in the morning, 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I, I spent the rest of the day like doing all the the things that I could because I didn't want to fall asleep in the middle of the day and then like yeah. be up all night. However, the next three days, uh, Saturday, so that was Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, I slept in. Boy, when I tell you on Sunday, I woke up and it was like 2.45 in the afternoon. I said, Sheesh. yes. I know. <laughs> Come on, sleep. You know, I think I slept like almost 14 hours. I was out, out. It was everything. And then the next day, I kind of did the same. I probably only got like nine or 10 hours the next night, yet still like... Mm-hmm. beautiful chunks of sleep and it just always astounds me how my body can go to those places where it's like it can operate on i don't know three to four hours for however many days and then there's another point on the other side of it where it's like 14 hours you're knocked out 18 hours you're knocked out uh so anyways yeah i've been like working to rejuvenate in between the craziness yeah, makes sense. And you need your sleep. Like your body needs sleep. It needs water. Yeah. It needs it needs what it needs. And it's like you have to make sure that you're putting that time, you know, in to make space for those things. Um, whether it is setting water goals, setting sleep goals, whatever. It's like your body needs those things. The thing for me, though, sleep. If you know me, I do not like to get up. Like, don't touch me. Like, I do not like to get out of bed in the morning. It is one of the worst qualities that I have for myself, and I really wish that I didn't. Um, but at the same time, sorry, not sorry. Like, I like my sleep, but um, I, I have to find some sort of balance with sleep because it's so easy for me to just stay in bed. 
I haven't found that thing that like would make me hop out of bed necessarily every single morning. Like okay. I have to be super excited. Like we're going somewhere or I have some place to be or the sun is shining. Like then I'll hop out of bed. But like otherwise it's so hard. Like I drag out of bed every single morning. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but I mean, um, the thing is though, if, like when I am busy and you know I am hopping out of bed every morning because I have some place to be or whatever, I'm exhausted to where you know if that's going on, like an event for example, like okay. I have to be at certain places at certain. It's late nights, early mornings, yeah. And then so once the event's over, I'm dead for like a full 24 hours, and I'm not. I don't feel guilty about it whatsoever because I'm like my body needs this. And then sometimes I think a lot of the times that like what happens with other people is people don't realize, you know, oh, I slept for so long. I didn't realize I slept for this long. I'm, like, I'm just exhausted. It's because your body needed that sleep. So allow yeah. your body to get that to sleep. Do it. You know, and people always overthink it like, oh, it's, it's a me problem. Like, no, your body, you know, your body held you up for that long. The least you can do is give it the rest that it mm-hmm. needs, you know? And so, um, but yeah, and everybody has different hours of sleep. Like I've seen, you know, they, I've seen this post to where it's like all these different, very successful people. It tells it's, it lays out, okay, so-and-so gets this amount, amount of sleep. Oprah gets this amount of sleep or whatever. And and I'm like, dang, these are like full night sleep because we live in that generation, or at least I feel like we're kind of slowly fizzling out of that generation of, you know, hustle, 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 you know, no sleep equals success. You know, you can sleep when you're dead type of mindset. And I'm like, no, that is not healthy. And that used yeah. to be my mindset. And I'm like, no, I'm like, my body needs like nine hours. Like nine hours is a solid piece of sleep. Eight to yeah. nine hours, I'm great. But like anything less, it's just a no for me, dog. Like I have you know? to have, yeah, a certain amount of sleep. So it's like, no matter what society <laughs> tells you you need, your body is telling you first. And that's really what you should be listening to, so... If y'all needed a hint, go take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my name is Bam Bam. I like to rap. By 2 o'clock, I take a nap. Uh, for any people who are Van Van fans out there, I don't know if you've seen this little girl, Van Van. <laughs> I thought you said Bam Bam from like uh, the Flintstones. Oh, I was like, I'm quoting the Flintstones. I haven't heard that name in a while. Uh, uh, no, no, not Bam Bam. The uh, little girl, Bam, right? Yeah, yeah. She's um, cute. Playing outside yeah. every day. Mm. Real, yeah. not even smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Playing outside every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah um, another it. one of hers is My name is Van Van. I like Bing. to rap. By two o'clock, I take a nap. <laughs> say, yes, Van Van. That's the one right there. <laughs> I love it. I love so it. How do we get this on iTunes, Spotify, streaming services? Exactly. Because, yeah, that, that is the anthem. That is the uh, anthem. Between playing outside every day and by two o'clock, I take a nap. Those two tracks mm-hmm. already number ones, both of them. But yeah, but on top of that, we both have summer birthdays. So I think that yeah. kind of, you know, is intertwined mm-hmm. into our plans and what we are hoping to do. Mm-hmm. And we bookend fairly well, like top mm-hmm. of summer, you're like mid to late summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like late the final. summer for sure. Yeah, ish. I'm August. So guess, I'm like, all right, this is like the last yeah. kick of summer. Get it in where you can. Like that's <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, I guess like the the fall solstice is like two and a half weeks after your birthday. 
okay. the summer solstice is two days after my birthday. So yeah, we're basically like the bookends of summer with our birthdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get like both sides of it. We're like a summer hug. Yeah. <laughs> embracing you all. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. No, well, it's a... Uh, oh, no. Go ahead. Go. No, I, I, was, I was just going to say, like, even just like the, the sleep thing, how that is just like... We, we've talked about it before and we've had our different conversations about it all. Uh, I saw a post today that was literally talking about quarantine and shutdown and 2020 and how we were all like forced to be inside and mm-hmm. how people were like sleeping more and taking time to like, if they could go walk outside or to make bread or to try something with music. Mm-hmm. And they're like, isn't it weird how like it took the world shutting down for us to like realize some of the most yeah. important things in life or like, you know, this yeah. is like actually what life is not like the like get up commute mm-hmm. to work, be there for however many hours, come back, mm-hmm. you know, do my whatever evening and then do it all again. Like, no, that's not really life. Like, life is enjoyment and exactly. working on, like, maximizing the body and, and not even maximizing yet, like, cherishing, I want to mm-hmm. say, uh, yeah. the way that we respect our bodies and, and just our, our day-to-day life and one another, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of tangent, tangential, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Semi-tangential. Uh, I'm not even saying that right. Uh, <laughs> uh, kind of kind of an aside. Yeah, something that really came out that was really cool last week. So last week, I don't know if you remember, and I'm talking to you, listener, directly. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> our episode 78, NC to AK, North Carolina to Alaska, we discussed what we were doing. Anyways, last week I was working with a bunch of Alaska Native youth. And it was really cool because one of the youth was talking about the change in our mindsets and the way that we are today. So this mm-hmm. kind of relates to what I was just talking about. And that like when the elder was expressing how the early education system of our indigenous peoples, of our Alaska Natives, our, our Native Americans, our original peoples pre-contact and pre-capitalist society really was an education based on how to be a good person, how to commune Mm -hmm. in nature and in community in a good way, to build yourself up spiritually, to be a good contributor, to be responsible in the way that you utilize resources and to give back. Really everything in the teachings was surrounded about being a part of creation, a part of everything else. And that like really struck me because I was just like, it, it, it's so true, you know? And now our mindset is like the, the industrial school mindset that we have of being a productive person, of extracting and of, you know, maximizing output and whatnot. And it's mm-hmm. so strange to me, like that is our education now these days is, is based on all of that rather than this holistic education on being a good person, which then in turn profits not only the self, yet the world. Mm-hmm. So anyways, thinking of, you know, these like returns to like, oh my gosh, like well-rounded goodness and enjoying life and, you know, taking care of oneself. It's like, oh yeah, even hearing that, it was like, that is so true. And mm-hmm. I guess just something for us to like keep continually or continually working towards moving forward. That was a weird sentence. You all got what I was saying, though. 
we picked it. We, we picked up what you were putting down. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> just no, something it to share. <laughs> it makes sense, and I think it's important. It's okay to kind of have to go backwards in terms of unlearning the things that we've always were kind of drilled into our mindsets from a a young age. And I think regardless, and I was actually just talking to my dad about this, it was like this country literally is rooted in capitalism. Like that's how quote unquote America has started. This is America. Everything's based off of power and power equates to money in this country. And so of course they are just deciphering what to teach our kids so then that way they know how to be another chain in this link to you know which is creating more money for the biggest you know gang in a country which is the government Mm -hmm. and so it's just that's just that's just how it works and it's unfortunate that that is what our country is deeply rooted in because it, it, it it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to unlearn, you yeah. know. No matter which which route you go, you're so used to operating in this way because this is all that we were taught. This is all that we were seen, especially for you know us POCs and how you know how our family operated in. Why did you smile like that? Because in my head I said, you down with POC? Yeah, you yeah, know you me. Know me. <laughs> come on, come on. That's why I said, choke it back, Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Is that new? Have you seen that on something? I don't know. It just, it just popped in my head right now. That's funny. You down with POC? All right, yeah, let's anyway, hurry up and copyright that. And let's, you know, let's get Izzy on the beat. <laughs> right? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it's just it's that whole ideology of just having to unlearn what we were always taught, not only what we were taught, but what we see were you know, what we seen growing up and how yeah. our parents had to operate and how their parents and so on and so forth. So um just kind of getting back into putting ourselves first and not even getting back into it because not all of us even had that opportunity to Ooh. put ourselves first. Speak on it. So um it's 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 learning in a lot of ways it's unlearning what we were always taught but also learning ourselves just as how we kind of started off the show is getting to know ourselves and learning ourselves and what we need and it goes it's the same thing as how we operate as a community as a people you know as a culture and um just learning to choose to put ourselves first in all the right ways. You know, I think so much is just heavily, heavily emphasized on money. And yes, unfortunately, that's how we have to operate in order to, you know, have what we have, whether that's food, shelter, etc. But it's also just learning how to provide wiggle room with that and how money doesn't have to be involved to better your community, whether that's gardening or whatever, you know, it's just finding different ways to where we don't have to rely on a system that isn't necessarily benefiting us either. And how do we put our solitude and our health first in so many different ways? That way we can teach our children and our children's children don't have to worry about um, how to best serve themselves. Hopefully all of that kind (laughs) of, you know, forms some sort of shape for you. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I think it's really cool that you were able to have that experience, especially with a whole nother tribe, you know, in a whole nother state. Yeah, it was cool because with all of those Alaska Native young leaders, they were coming in from different villages, communities, and tribes. So for them, it was intertribal. Mm-hmm. All being of the same state. Yeah, you know, Alaska's huge. 
mm-hmm. and they have their different area traditions and even within an area itself mm-hmm. the specific family community clan tribe they may have different practices different symbols different songs so mm-hmm. it's cool like the the uniting of all of these different young leaders and then them discussing their different things and you know throwing oh well our word for this is that oh we call this that oh we say it's this Mm-hmm. You know, hearing their different languages and whatnot. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. And, yeah, the biggest side to, like, the gang war that we're kind of just kind of... We're... I don't want to say that we're, like, a part of yet. That is our a part of our day. You know, being here in America, the, the Democrips and Republicans, like <laughs> Kendrick says, you know, the literal deepest and most dangerous gangs on this land Mm -hmm. having their major turf war for centuries and then a lot of us being bystanders for that one thing that like shook me the other day was uh talking about the difference between america and some of the other countries you know how we often hear these things about like oh in such and such country healthcare is universal in such and such country the uh incarceration system is like this or whatever is like this, how the different systems, the economies, the the social services operate. And uh, the person that was commenting on this was basically just saying like how in a lot of those places where they have more of a homogenous population, AKA most people are like the other, Mm-hmm. that they're able to accomplish a lot of change and how it's kind of ironic yet also very telling how in our country where we have such a great diversity of people that mm-hmm. it's hard to make benefits for one person without benefiting the other, you mm-hmm. know? So it's like there's this uh, dissonance or like this like, you know, it's like, oh, we want to make things better. Yeah, you don't want to make things better for all people. And mm-hmm. in that, that's where, like, our destruction is, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, our, our, our wealth gap, you know, that being one thing, you know, like, we can we can definitely change things technically through, like, the democratic system. Yeah, mm-hmm. we know that, like, we can't, or as we've seen throughout history and as we are still seeing today, that, like, major changes that can benefit a lot of people aren't often the way that things go. Mm-hmm. Uh, healthcare itself, uh, gun control, these different things. It's mm-hmm. like, ah, it's so frustrating because how much low-key and also very high-key Racial inequality plays into the destruction of our progress mm-hmm. or like the the ability to make broad sweeping progress because, you know, you can we it, it, it's not uh, it's not really possible or it is possible. Like there's just more workarounds to be like, oh, we want to make this one thing that's better. Yet if we make it better for these people, then obviously it's going to also benefit these other people, which we don't want to benefit those people. So how do we make it so that we can only have these people benefit? You know, it's just like this exclusionary Mm -hmm. practice in the entire gang war or turf war that like you're talking about. Anyways, Mm -hmm. that was kind of like random. Maybe that wasn't the best fleshed out idea yet. I don't know. It just kind of like hit me, you know, like with other countries, 
uh, where, again, they have like a more homogenous population and racism doesn't necessarily have to be a part of their policies. Therefore, their progress is a little bit more fast moving or widespread, you know? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know? When you lay it out that way, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, which is unfortunate. So, yeah, even when you brought up, even gun control, you know, I think that's a heavy one right now because, I mean, just last week, Texas got shot up again in a mall. Like, what is it? Eight wounded, no, eight dead, seven wounded. It's crazy. And And it's just like, you know, it's hard to want to bring children into this world because of things like that. Yeah. You know, going grocery shopping. You know, that's not something you feel like you have to wear a bulletproof vest to do. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Oh, I'm just going to run and grab some eggs. You could die. You mm-hmm. know, or going to the mall to grab something for your friend's birthday party. Yeah. You can get shot, whatever. And it's like, and especially school systems, you know, I fear those are some of my fears. And, you know, once you have a child, I'm sure it's different. You know, there's different options and things like that. But as someone who doesn't have a child yet, that's something that's, you know, I, I wish our, you know, I you, you don't know when your country's going to get better, if it's going to get better, but it's, 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 it's unnecessary to where there could be gun control. And I think that's the thing is you're always going to upset someone that's, that's never going to fail. But also at the same time, it's not like, okay, no guns or yes to guns. There's in-betweens, there's options, you know, it's just having some sort of control as to who has access. I shouldn't be able to just get my car, go down the street, buy a gun and do whatever I feel like, you know, I want to do with it. Because there's people out here who just generally they're not in the right mindset. They are mentally unstable. And you're giving them by giving them that access, you know, that this is the result. And then playing race on that is a whole nother topic in itself, you know. But let's, you know, a child can figure out that this is wrong, you know. So let's start with the, 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 the simple decisions and then dig even deeper from there as to how we can really monitor and control and make this country safe. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's really heartbreaking to see a lot of these things or even just scroll on my timelines and see all of these things that can be, you know, that should be and really can be changed. But no one's just putting they're not putting that necessary effort in there. I'm like, how is that? How is this OK? You know, yeah. I feel like it's very common sense. But then it comes all back down to money and positions of power and mm-hmm. things like that. That's the only thing that stops us from making these big key decisions. But yeah, very, very frustrating for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Whole and conversation. It, it's scary too. Even like you mentioned those examples, I think about that or I, in the last few days I've thought about that too. Just being like, well, I guess like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Like if I, you know, don't go nowhere or like I'm, I'm not in these places yet. Yeah, people still get shot up in their own homes. Exactly. There is no running in their it. own neighborhood, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, you don't, like, I could literally be sitting here right now, and as we've seen with other cases, there's, you know, moments where people are busting down the door and, you know, firing recklessly at people that don't uh, Brandon have... Taylor. Exactly. I, I'm, I was trying to be, like, very... Yeah, thank you but for still, just, like, yeah, hopping into it. Quick example. Exactly. Thank <laughs> you, know? you. Thank you for just doing Ugh. it because I was being lamutits about it. No. Yeah, very much that, <laughs> you know? And that's one example mm-hmm. of, of so many. So it's just, like, 
yeah, I even thought about that today or like the other day where I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, I guess I don't really go that many places and this and that. And it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't like, matter. No. Even here at my house, like mm-hmm. I'm still not technically safe. Exactly. Uh, so because of because of the mentality, because of the access and then on the other side of it, just understanding the judicial system in the way that like justice is served for some and not others. So then mm-hmm. it's like feeling that kind of like uh, not premonition yet, just kind of like in advance being like, fuck, I probably even, wouldn't even see no justice on the other mm-hmm. side, you know, like mm-hmm. this would be like something that my family and friends would have to carry. And the perpetrators wouldn't even have have any any like I don't know retribution or remorse or any type of punishment you know on the other side so it's just like ah the stress so hopefully yeah we can make change it doesn't I don't know like it's hard to not be hopeful exactly (laughs) And, and we've we've had this discussion in many other or I guess concerning many other topics where it's just mm-hmm. like this big insurmountable looking task and or I don't know mentality philosophy as a society that hopefully we can break down yet when you really look at it at the large like zoom out you're like how are we ever going to get through that mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah just having to combat the feeling of hopelessness yeah <sighs> but and then it comes, everything, what it really comes down to is we know that our justice system doesn't necessarily work in our favor in yeah. a magnitude of ways. And yes. so it's like when it comes down to providing a solution, yes, there are people on the front lines who are trying to change the government, who are trying to change people's minds in all the right ways through the masses and every other form that they can in terms of, you know, doing the civil rights work. But I think what it really comes down to is what are we doing for ourselves? What are we doing in our homes? For one, what are we teaching our kids? And then also the community. Okay, now that you master the community, what about surrounding communities, one community at a time? You know, then our state. And then, you know, just branching out from there. But I think first and foremost, you know, especially if I had a family, um, my own internal family, let's say, you know, I was married with kids. Or aside from that, if I we all have nieces and nephews, brothers and yep. little brothers, little sisters, it's like, what are we teaching them? How are we teaching them to be prepared? You know, how, you know, we can't just keep sweeping it under the rug. Like, that's never going to happen to me or whatever, because it, it, it can, you know, I'm not going to say it will, but it definitely, it, it's definitely can happen. And so it's like when I see these parents teaching their kids how to use guns, it's like good for them, you know, <laughs> safely using guns, because yeah. until we have gun control, I don't want someone rolling up on me or my children. You know, they're going to know how to protect themselves. You know, they're going to know exactly what's going on and how to deal with it. You know, how are we teaching them? What are we teaching them in terms of being safe? You know, and so there's 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 a lot of things that we just we really need to really kind of take responsibility for in terms of how are we going to make sure that this doesn't happen to the ones that I love first and then obviously branching out to our communities as well you know and that's right now unfortunately I feel like that's kind of the only solution until change really does start to start to happen you know we 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 already know and we've known since the beginning of you know the police police systems and you know the governments and things like we can't rely on them you know we still can't rely on them therefore how do we rely on ourselves you know so that's my little two cents about yeah it's a trip too because like how you know specifically for like our our two families you know out in in a country area in in idaho 
and also like a cultural aspect of like hunting being a, a part of the way that we've lived our lives forever mm-hmm. and passing on that knowledge you know like yeah. with with younger like uncles to nephew aka you know my uncles to me uh and then you know me as an uncle down to my nieces and nephews you know who are out there also uh learning all all of the the gun safety itself as well as how mm-hmm. to operate to maintain to take care of and even the um well, I guess it is, it's, it's looped in with safety yet, you know, etiquette of like even how to hold, how to carry, how to arm, disarm, all of that, you know? So like, it makes sense or, or not that it makes sense. So like, it, it, it's a part of, of our, our lives and, and the way that we operate. And then on the other side, you see like the, the crazy, like semi-automatic rifles. And it's like a, a six-year-old who's like, doing target practice like with like <laughs> multi-round uh you know AKs or whatever like I don't know I've seen these videos on online where it's just like oh I'm so proud of my little one who's doing this and I'm like yeah but for what though why do exactly. they need all that you know exactly that's that's a scary part about it it's like ah what is the purpose of that though mm-hmm. you know uh so and, and, and that, I mean, that goes with everything, you know, it's just like these teetering lines of balance of, of like, everything has its good uses. And then as we've seen with anything that can be good, the more and more that it gets, um, I don't know, progressed or abused or I don't know, I, I don't know what mm-hmm. the right word is for it yet. Things can get pushed too far. To yeah. where it's like now it's now it's fucked up, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, for I sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'm with you. Like, I love me some good game, you know. And when it comes you know? to <laughs> when it comes to you know uh, us and how we gather our food and things like that, it's like, yeah, of course, hands down, that should be okay. That will, you know, that's in terms of providing for your families and having that sense of you know this is what I use my gun for specifically, and I'm not out here just mass shooting. So like when I say like okay, well, it's not one or the other. It's not no guns or four guns. It's more so it's that control. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. We're going to start making sure that you have these certified permits or whatever, just something to really just limit the access of who has access to these guns. Because we know who's all really using them, let's be real, you know, in terms of these mass shootings. Um, I think that's a start first and foremost. You know, there are our own that kill each other um, as well. But right now, these mass shootings on kids are just not okay, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, there has to, it's it's really just one step at a time and making sure that we are avoiding these issues and these problems. But yeah, there's this guy on Instagram. I know everybody has heard of him because he's been doing this for a while. He's a black father. He has, a, was it three daughters? Um, and he blindfolds them and he's like, okay, what's this gun? And she knows the gun type type just from feeling it, just from holding it. She knows how to shoot it. They, she knows like all of these pot, these, you know, um, black Panther facts and laws for black folks. Like it's just, it's crazy. And so when I see that, I'm like, so many people have problems with it, which, you know, are understandable in terms of, okay, it's a child. And we immediately think, okay, she doesn't know what she's doing, but clearly she knows what she's doing. And so exactly. And so like (laughs) that I'm definitely for, because I'm like, you know, if something goes, no one, I don't, I don't, if I'm not around my child for a split second, she knows exactly what to do. 
You know, she already knows the law. She everything that's associated with just being who she is in this country. She has. She knows exactly how to handle herself, regardless yeah. of the situation. You know, um, so that's good to have. But but yeah, just it, it, it's it is a, a tricky situation in terms of. Um, you know, making, sh- I guess it's just a tricky decision to make necessarily, but I don't think it should be that tricky. Like, I just feel like there's some sort of solution to just stop these things going. You know, like I said, it is just one step at a time to where, okay, there should be some sort of laws first and foremost to be placed. You go from there. Okay. Do you have to have a certain certificate or some cert- some sort of identification to have this? Okay, cool. Whatever. It's like, it, we just need some, some sort of control. That's really it. Cause any Tom, Dick or Harry can go out there and buy a gun right now. And it's, yeah. it, it should not be that way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still get reminded of like, just the history itself, like literally washing onto these shores with arms and taking by force. Mm -hmm. And that just being the continual practice for Mm -hmm. the last couple hundred years. Yeah. For the last better part of a millennium at this point, you know, literally just showing up and simply by having arms, that's taking control. And that's, putting into state the 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 whole uh, governing system of of the lands and and everything you know that is actual conquering uh, col- colonization all, you know those all those words you know like mm-hmm. the the physical actual practice of coming over having weapons that allow for you to take control and so it's like oh these weapons have always been a part of the quote-unquote american practice and that's why i feel like girl it ain't ever going nowhere because also like just teamed up with the fear that is associated especially right now there's such an attack on the cis hetero white male you know their time is coming and everything is against us and it's mm-hmm. like, girl, all this fear that you're like building up is only cementing these like, I don't know, crazy beliefs of like, oh, I, I need to amass all of this for the day that it, it's a showdown. And we've already seen it in decades past where like uh, there people have had their compounds and it, it's like this major, you know, federal government is coming in to take our arms to break us up you know, these multi-day shootouts. Like, this has happened way back in the 80s, the 90s, early 2000s. You know, people have lost their lives over these fears of, like, being in their in their own cocoon of, like, this fear of, like, I need to have all of this firepower in order to maintain my power and my stance in the world. So, I don't know, it, it just kind of trips me out in that way because it, it's so ingrained in every bit and every step of the the whole coming of what we are today you Mm -hmm. know uh so that's what kind of trips me out about it all too it's just like regardless that is grandfathered in to so many people Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's a tradition and beyond a tradition it's it's that power play or it's that insurance of power Mm -hmm. you know uh, yeah. Not even just safety, like it's it's an mm-hmm. insurance of power. 
Exactly. Uh, so that's that's what kind of like trips me out about it. Because even like even if like right now there are to be like okay we are banning you know all assault rifles, people mm-hmm. who own assault rifles, th- these things were made literally for warfare for soldiers themselves, not mm-hmm. for civilians. So we're just gonna go through and we're just going to, uh, you know, take back the assault rifles out of a family home. You can still have. You know, your handguns, your, your, you, whatever other, I'm trying to like, not try to say too much yet, you know, just taking away assault rifles, we'll just say that, you know, mm-hmm. even if they tried to like do that, even if that was the one step right there, you know how mm-hmm. much backlash there would be and how much like, sh- how many shootouts there would be. Like, you're not going to come in and take our stuff. This is government control. You're trying to weaken us. You're trying to, mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, that's what like trips me out about it. It's like, even if we try to like roll some of those things back. Just thinking of the destruction that we'd have to push through in order to get to progress scares me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. There definitely would. But there's always going to be some sort of backlash. And that's the thing is it's like we have to pick and choose our battles. And if this one's for the greater good, okay, well, how do we prepare ourselves for something that we're about to get into if the country knows what's about to happen? You know what I mean? Because... I mean, one thing, you know, crackers going to crack when they don't like something mm-hmm. and that's the route it goes. I mean, we've seen it, you know, I've sat back and I watched that, <laughs> you know, yeah. and did not mind watching that because that's the truth in our reality of the country that we live in. And, you know, whether it's not going into someone's home, okay, well, let's just ban them to where no one else can purchase them. If you, if we catch you with these rifles and okay, you're getting sentenced to X amount of years in prison um whatever like they're illegal point blank period and you'll receive the maximum whatever for for using these or you can bring them forward and maybe there's an incentive or whatever Mm -hmm. you know it's that's what i'm saying everything is figure outable especially within the government you make the rules you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it's like um i think that's just like yeah it's a first step is just banning one type of 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 gun or one type of whatever so that way it lessens the amount of deaths that we have um and even just you know random food for thought like if we did ban let's say we just i'm for gun control for sure but let's say we just happen to ban all guns right nobody can have a gun nobody in the general public can have one maybe the army or whatever but let's say that they didn't either it's like you know, what would that look like? You know, I think we would be okay for sure. We would have a lot less deaths when it comes to our native side. Like we figure it out. We can bring out, you know, we'll get our game how we need to get our game. But it's just like, you know, they have all these other, like the country's not going to stop eating because that's not the way you do things. You know, you, they, they breed many, um, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation in yeah. terms of how we get our meat. Yeah. You know, our that's not a really big deal. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it's like, it's like nothing's <laughs> going to stop the necessities of what we need, but there's going to be a lot more lives that are not lost. You know what I mean? You know, that's just, you know, hypothetically, like it's not going to happen. But hypothetically, if we just had no guns whatsoever, we'd still be okay. You know what I'm saying? There's other things we can do to protect ourselves. So, yeah. So, for, I mean, it's not like... 
the government's going to hear this conversation. Like, you know <laughs> or maybe they are. Maybe they're listening it. right now. They're hearing the it before the listen. audience is hearing. They, they do listen to you. You know, I was maybe say, if enough of us talk about it, they'll pick well, it up through our phones. And whatnot. I was like, my iPhone is open. My uh, Amazon device is over oh, there. My listen. laptop. I said, "Ooh, girl, they're listening. They're, they're they, hearing. They got. They got the sneak preview on the episode before the listening audience." Oh, hands uh, down. <laughs> hands down. Well. Oh, it's the first step is talk about it for real know? for real and like you mentioned like yeah those those crazy moments of uh violence that that spring out uh and and then like the the other side of it so like something that we've kind of talked about before uh, basically being uh the uh the 1921 tulsa race massacre you know, that's an example of like where just the I don't even know how to say it in a in a in a non bad way. I don't know. But basically we're just like <sighs> I'm caught. I'm, I'm tongue tied. I'm trying so tell. hard to be good with my words. I'm like, I wanna speak life, Kellen. Yeah, you know, some of these things, it's like, how do you speak life about situations that are just absolutely ludicrous and um, heartbreaking and have no moral justification, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And how it's showing up even today, like the city of Tulsa seeking to uh, dismiss a lawsuit uh, brought on by survivors of the crime. Uh, it's like even this day, like it's a hundred and some years later and like they're still trying to cover up the atrocities that were uh, that are, are now a part of our history and that still live on. Yet branching off of that and again, trying to speak on the life part of it all. Uh, do go back and listen to our episodes. I'm trying to think which episodes we did talk about the race riots. Uh, and also I'm trying to, I can't remember what the episodes were called. Uh, if we find it, we'll find it. And if any of you listeners know exactly which episode I'm talking about or episodes, we had a couple Mm -hmm. that we like went back and and discussed some of those things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking on the life side of it though, definitely want to acknowledge, um, one of the living survivor or one of the last living survivors of uh the Tulsa massacre uh and actually I believe the oldest known living survivor um quote-unquote mother uh Viola Ford Fletcher who is celebrating their 109th birthday (sighs) right 109 like wow what a blessing in life uh, mm-hmm. I can't. I can't imagine making it to 109, and it's it's so. I'm like looking at this picture of her, um, with the vice president, uh, Kamala Harris, and just seeing this being who is over a century, uh, in in age, yet yeah, who has seen so much in the progress, or I guess in in evolution of our country and who has actually um who has lived through so much of the dark history Mm -hmm. and the 
destructive eras that we're kind of alluding to that have now led to today's general progress. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a miracle. Seriously. In my eyes. Yeah. Seriously. The stories she has, the ideas, mm-hmm. the thoughts, you know, and you think about it, like, what if she had the opportunity to have a podcast? You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, if the times have changed um, or reversed, just understanding what that would be like and what we would be hearing, you know? Mm. And the sad part about it is so many people just don't talk about some of these things because of the trauma. And there are plenty of those people that were a part of the Tulsa massacre who was just told not to talk about it. You know, imagine if we were able to have a platform however many years ago and what we would say, what we would talk about, how much change we would have because we weren't being muzzled to not do change. If we weren't in fear to make it, it's just, there's just a lot that it's like, man, I bet there's, there's so much that she could say or would say, who knows if she has a book, you know, you never know, but um, but just just kind of reversing the times in terms of what they would have access to, um, because the hatred was at an all time high back then. You know, imagine if we were able to use our voice in a lot of those different ways. You know, what would that look like? Yeah. But um, but yeah, shout out to her for pushing through for 109 years. You know, exactly. <laughs> now I want to like do a deeper dive uh, mm-hmm. into her. I I mean, just off a quick. Google search. I, I'm seeing some things. Uh, ooh, is this? Uh, don't let them bury my story. The oldest living survivor of the Tulsa massacre in her own words. Viola Ford Fletcher. And it looks like I coward. Um, so uh, one book, at least ooh. right there. Yeah. Um. Oh, and her grandson, Ike Howard. Okay, there we go. Uh, so yeah, that that's that's one right there, uh, one to look into. Again, uh, don't let them bury my story. The oldest living survivor of the Tulsa race massacre, in her own words. Uh, oh, it says on sale May thirtieth, twenty twenty three. So I guess this oh, is wow. yeah, it's it's coming. Very. Uh, so look look for it. Uh, Okay. Yeah, Come so on, got, Viola. Let's give her know, her flowers real quick. Thank <laughs> you. Seriously, though. Oh, uh, and it. so much more. I want to learn so much more because, again, just imagine uh, all of the wisdom that comes out of this one being alone. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, yeah. Uh, a way to speak life on a not-so-life-giving situation. Mm-hmm. Not even situation. Ugh, that sounds so ugly to say. Uh, event or you know marker in our history so yeah yeah. anyways uh, I did find what I was looking for earlier Mm -hmm. Uh, it was the list of like our our band's topics for the top of our show yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah I'll I could probably save it I guess (laughs) you might look for it (laughs) 10 yeah. years from now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What did I say that one time on that one show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, it's it's just a list of, like, all the things that we had to talk about. Um, yeah. Why do I feel like I remember you making this list? Like, I feel like I've yeah. seen that before. 
Yeah, it was in our Zoom conversations, like before we started recording, recording. It was like, what are all the things we could talk about? Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah, uh, wealth building, uh, our rebellious energy, proving oneself, Juneteenth, quote unquote, pure blood, uh, broaching a food desert, racism, blood quantum colorism, book recommendations and challenges, uh, lessons from my dad, treaty rights. Uh, uh, phenotype hair, uh, what opportunities do you want to create, uh, the power of a joint platform being native and black, um, not being seen as black, not being seen as native. Uh, yeah, there's Jeez. I know I'm like there's a whole bunch of things in here coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all like woo. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, enrollment, historical trauma, deep connection to uh our nest per side. Yeah, the exhaustion of existing girl. Dang, what was we on? <laughs> you know, it's crazy. It's like, dang, we. I feel like you know, it was like one of those things. Like we were kids. What were we thinking? You know what I'm saying? Look at the wisdom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways, I had to find that list. That's what I was like, like rifling through my papers for earlier. Because I was like, I know there was a list of these things. And now that we're thinking back of like the first episode and the pre the the early origin stories of quantum theory itself, I was like, I gotta mm-hmm. find this piece of paper. I'm gonna take a photo because I can't lose this. It's kind of wild looking at it. It's like a historical document at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I Anyways. love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, well, uh, the weekend's right around the corner. I'm so looking forward to it. I get to perform in Seattle this weekend. I will leave for Seattle tomorrow. I am going to a theater opening in the evening, which is Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I have four shows of According to Coyote at the Seattle Rep Theater. So if anyone is in the Seattle area, definitely check out seattlerep.org. Org, I want to say over.com uh, mm-hmm. you can see how to get tickets to according to coyote uh, so yeah come and check it out and I'm excited to come back and discuss the feelings and the experiences on the other side of getting to perform uh, there in the heart of Seattle yes if y'all haven't checked out the show I highly highly suggest that you do it is not on any streaming platform yet. Therefore, you need to see it in person. And even if it was on a streaming platform, it would not do it any justice. So if you are in the Seattle area or surrounding areas, definitely book that ticket and go see According to Coyote because Kellen is off the chain. Well, thank other you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, other than that, I hope everyone else goes into their week getting enough rest, getting enough water, making sure that you're paying attention to what your body needs. A lot of the times, again, we overlook that because of whatever circumstance, but don't allow that to boggle you down and ignore um, what your body needs and what your mind needs because it all adds to your mental health as well as physical health. So um, peace be the journey. (laughs) Peace be the journey. I don't know why I randomly thought of cool runnings, but I was like, (laughs) you know what? Let me go ahead and just, just <laughs> What does he say in the bathroom uh, when he's hyping his man's up? Uh, um, I see pride. I see power. 
I see, I see a, bad a badass, badass mother. mother who don't take no. What is he? I don't know. I think it's crap he, off of nobody. Off of nobody. You know, it's funny. Once again, like, Junior. I am out Where's he going? Will <laughs> 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 he buzz out the bathroom door? <laughs> uh, you know, it's crazy. Is I used to love that movie as a kid, and then you find out it's a Disney movie, and I'm like, oh, okay. But um, yeah, right. go watch I that think- too. After you go see According to Coyote, go, <laughs> go watch Cool Running. <laughs> yes, double feature. <laughs> Anyway, I felt like I was leaning that off Like, okay, we're closing out And then we decided to just pull some quotes from a a movie But anyway, don't let me stop you Have a great rest of your day (laughs) We want to thank everybody for tuning in today As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew Simply talking our Black Native talk like we do There's a whole lot more for us to discuss though So stay locked in You can check out our episodes on QuantumTheoryPod.com Feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shoutouts to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at Quantum Theory Pod, and you can also find us on Facebook.com backslash Quantum Theory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotzki Yipi See you next time. <laughs>